And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. As the Taliban closed in on Kabul, the capital of Afghanistan, the withdrawing American forces retreated to the Hamid Karzai International Airport, which is an indefensible position in the middle of the civilian population. For two weeks, American and NATO forces evacuated Afghans who were able to make it into the gates. Many of those who were able to get on planes happened to be in the right place at the right time. Others were able to get on planes as a result of coordinated efforts which prioritize categories of individuals, such as social media influencers, musicians, and youth sports teams. Many were left behind, who worked side by side, or shoulder to shoulder, as expression goes, with the American forces, and now face persecution, torture, and death at the hands of the Taliban. One unique group of highly educated and trained Afghan military who trained extensively in the United States at the U.S. Army Command and General Staff College in Leavenworth, Kansas. These are men who underwent an extreme security investigation and selection process to live and train on U.S. military bases, including the Pentagon, and travel freely through the United States. They were vetted, so to speak, and granted American visas. Today, we have two of these U.S. Army Command and General Staff College graduates on the phone from deep inside Afghanistan, where they hide from the Taliban and cannot go outside for fear of being recognized. Many of their friends have been killed. Many more have disappeared. Both have the rank of colonel or higher. We have changed their names for their protection. Welcome, Hamid and Ajmal. Let's get right into these questions. Let's start with this. How long has it been since you were last in the United States? Uh, I got you, ma'am. Colonel Ajmal, I have been four times to the United States for various courses, such as DLI San Antonio, Texas, uh, for English Language uh, Institute. And I have been to Virginia, Fort Libis for Captain Careers, Logistics. And besides that, I have been to Kansas, sitting in Fort Leavenworth for Common and General Staff College. Four times I have been there. Okay, and Hamid, how about you? Um, almost uh, three years, actually. It was February 2019, uh, my last uh, uh, visit uh, in the U.S. Uh, but uh, I have been at the U.S. Uh, for four times uh, over there. Uh, if, if you have time, uh, I can explain every uh, uh, time that uh, I have been at the U.S. I, I think it's safe to say that both of you have have, have been here, know here, and um, you know I, I think let let's let's move to this. Tell me about your training here. How many times were you? We already talked about how many times you were in the U.S. But and for how long? But tell me about your training that took place, uh, Hamid. How about you start us there? Um, okay. Uh, 
um, uh, my uh, uh, first training uh, was uh, defense and, and defense language institute and also quarter master basic officer leader course uh, in uh, 2008 uh, uh, the, uh, it was uh, the US Army uh, quarter uh, uh, master school fourthly Virginia and I got a diploma over here the second was uh, combined logistic captain career course uh, it was uh, in 2010 in august 2010 uh, again it was uh, the u.s army logistic university in virginia the third uh, time it was command and general general staff college uh, uh, on, uh, I graduated on December 2012, Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Uh, the last one, it was a, a seminar um, under the name of A New World Order, Challenges and Opportunities from 4 to 8 February 2019. Okay, so a, a lot of experience, a lot of training. Uh, Ajmal, how about you? Uh, yes, ma'am, same things for me. In 2008, I got a scholarship for English Language and Institute, uh, which was located in San Antonio, Texas, Lachlan Air Force Base. I was there only for general English, uh, but, uh, but I didn't pass, uh, I didn't complete the period. I got some sicknesses back in country. My was my wife was sick, and I requested the uh, Pentagon or Department of Education. They allowed me to come back to Afghanistan. Next year again, I joined the same course, General English, uh, uh, same in the same place. I got my diploma, and I came back to country in 2014. I got another scholarship for. Logistics Captain Careers Course in Fort Lee, Virginia. Uh, I got my diploma and came back, but the uh, last one, uh, I got scholarship for Command and General Staff College Course. Again, I went to San Antonio, Texas to get my requirement, which was 85. I, I got that requirement and I moved to my follow-on training in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. And I finished my education there and came back with diploma. Wow, so both of you so accomplished. Uh, so this is what I hear. I hear both of you are honorary citizens of the city of Leavenworth, Kansas. So how did how did this happen? Ajmal, why don't you start us with this? How did this happen? Uh, I think, ma'am, that was, I think that was according to plan. A plan of CGST. I think each year that's happened to foreign uh, officers or foreign uh, international students. Uh, we got invitation from the Kansas government, governor and we invited and we went there to meet him and have some chat with him after that. Uh, they distributed that citizenship paper. Okay, okay. Um, Hamid, anything to add to that? Uh, yes, you know, uh, it's a high course uh, and uh, all foreign officers who are selected to this course, 
uh, must to be pass uh, exam and security checks. Uh, you know, um, the, the, uh, because of the, the, the this is a higher course. Uh, this is a part of plan as uh, uh, our colleague said. Uh, therefore, uh, we received honorary citizenship of Leavenworth. Okay. Well, awesome. Uh, in addition to that title, honorary citizen, I hear that one of you, does one of you have a state of Kansas driver's license? Uh, yes, uh, you, um, uh, you know, um, um, uh, because of uh, this uh, uh, high course, uh, any foreign officers uh, who are selected for that course uh, uh, that has this privilege, uh, to have their own cars over there. In this case, uh, I uh, when I get there, I, 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 I got a driver's license as well. I've seen photographs. I've seen photographs of both of you at the Pentagon. And that's very impressive. How did you feel for you? What was that like, being at the Pentagon? Uh, I got to know. Uh, in fact, for the first time when I visited the pentagon especially that was amazed amazing me amazed me the angles and the five sides of pentagon besides that we got some good presentation from our tour guides and understand that the pentagon influence uh, on the world society and besides that we understand that the pentagon global effects on global peace and stability cooperation I thought that the really interesting tour and the visiting of Pentagon, especially for me. Nice. Uh, want, to, want to add uh, something? Uh, for me, my feeling was uh, honor, proud, and trustful friendship with the uh, U.S. people. And uh, still, I have that feeling. Let's switch gears for a moment, gentlemen. Um, when the Taliban took over, the Americans stopped evacuating at the end of August. And you were left behind. Did you know then what the consequences would be? Daily we are witnessing me and uh, Colonel Hamid. Uh, we are witnessing of consequences of the people who are left behind here. Uh, before that, when I explained this, according to the New York Times, they released the news like when the Taliban took over the country, like five. 500 officers are killed or disappeared, but we we are witnessing me and Colonel Hamid, I'm sure he, he does too. More than that, daily it's happened. And there is many reasons which have put our life under high risk. Uh, like education in the United States, our jobs, for example, my job was, I was, my last job was, I was Chief of Security Council. Chief of Security and Protection of National Security Council to Mr. Hamdullah Mohib. He was National Security Advisor to Mr. President. I was his security chief. My job was at Bagram Base Prison. There was, we have to, according to our uh, policy, uh, we deal with Taliban daily with detainees. And there were many of them were from. Our provinces from eastern part of Afghanistan, it's called like Lagman province, Korara, Nuristan, Ningrahar. They know me, especially those prisons 
they knew me by name, father name, and by my village. In that time also, they warned me that they, they want me to leave the job. Uh, nowadays, nowadays they are searching like there is many colonel like in our position like my position and Mr. Hamid position but our our job is different for uh, different from the, the other colonels because we work in the brigadier position and the bad things which I mentioned already to Mr. Russ I left my all documents in my office when the governments collapse. Now those documents are under control or under our in the Taliban hand. They took some photos of them. And now they know they know our we got some scholarships in the United States and we work shoulder to shoulder with our American friends. And we are still hiding around changing our location from one district to another district and another district in in seven months i i shifted my compound living compound like four times and the council gains is clear clear they are searching and they are fighting us and disappearing or killing wanted to That's ask it. one thing uh, uh, wanted to add one thing uh, uh, as you know, Taliban will not mercy to the officers uh, who are educated in Western country and, um, as you know, uh, and uh, who work uh, higher position like us. Uh, uh, you know, Taliban believe uh, who educated at the Western country are friend and the spy of non-Muslim and uh, must be punished for that. Uh, we uh, we were uh, witness of uh, lots of. Um, uh, Afghan national uh, security forces that they are uh, missing or are killed and punished uh, by the Taliban. Uh, uh, we uh, we know that, and uh, that is why we try many times. We went to to the airport during the evacuation time, but uh, you know uh, we had beaten uh, by soldiers, and uh, we uh, were not able to enter to the airport and get on board. Um, uh, the, 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 uh, we, uh, uh, as my colleague said, uh, that is why we are still hiding. Uh, uh, we shift our places uh, many times uh, from, uh, you know, from the time that the Taliban take over. So hiding, moving, are you are you frightened for your for your family? Is your family in danger as well? Uh, yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I want to have some uh, comment about the family. Actually, while the Taliban entered Kabul, I was in my office in that time. Left the left the office and didn't go to directly home because I was not feeling safe there. Called my wife to leave the house and mentioned the place where I was there. I, I asked her to come there close to the airport. During evacuation, like we and Colonel Hamid, like these other colonels, we spent like 16 days nearby airport, but unable to pass the gate or 
then we rented the house and stayed almost two months there. Afterward, my driver called me that the Taliban wanted him to deliver my office keys. He described the situation while he opened the door. Intelligence director entered to my office and collected my all documents and took photos of all documents like diploma certificates invitation letter which i received from my kansas sponsor mr steve he is a liar in the kansas court and recommendation later and some days later like 10 or 20 10 or 12 days later around 11 o'clock i was at home and the second for my room, which, which room I rented, that was a two-story two floor. Uh, I saw some military vehicles come to my door. There is a, a personal, uh, like gunman, personal with armor, and escaped by neighbor's house. My wife took short film of them from balcony. I have that video still my hand and that the, the day of tomorrow of that day with my family we headed to neighboring countries border stayed there like three days over there but not able to cross the border and came back once again i changed my location from airport no one knows where i am living even my close relatives my oldest son and wife sometimes they are shopping going outside to bring some food or these things I, I can't imagine. Um, I can't imagine. I, I'd like to ask you both. We're hearing SIV. We're hearing that a lot. The special immigrant visa program offered by the United States. It does not apply to you. First of all, how does that make you feel? And then what choices do you now have to try and escape the Taliban? Hamid, would you like to take that one to start? Um, yes, uh, it's a, a not a not good feeling. Uh, we are uh, facing trade. Uh, we are trying any option uh, to evacuate and rescue our family from Afghanistan. Uh, as our co my colleague said, uh, we uh, try many ways. Uh, uh, we, uh, you know, we um yeah uh change your location we move from one place to another place uh, as he said they came to my house they took you know um uh, my vehicles my uh they they you know they captured my father they he, they keep him uh for one night because of uh because of his uh, illness uh, uh, uh uh, they, uh, 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 they let him back to uh, come home. Uh, 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 but, uh, you know, the situation is like that. In this case, uh, uh, we try, we try, and are still trying. I uh, believe our uh, U.S. friend, uh, uh, like sirs, uh, like, like our friend uh, Ross and others, you know, uh, find a way for our evacuation. I don't know passport is one challenge and uh, border crossing border is another challenge. Uh, uh, 
uh, you know, our management is here, but still we are trying to find a way uh, we were to rescue ourselves and our family from here. Uh, we are no, we are not eligible for SI visa because we have some special or some separate policy, but we are fight shoulder to shoulder and uh, with or alongside with our American friends, there is no except a P1 or P2, something like this. Before that, I want to add some important things, ma'am. Before the collapsing the government, I was in the like enemy target list because my job was in the National Security Council and the operational department of the NDSD gave us some report that I am in the enemy's target list. I have to change my uh, my location, my car, everything. Besides that, I, I, I had a contact. I got a contact with the U.S. Atisha Defense Officer uh, in the embassy. Uh, and I got a point to me that I met Major Gerard. He was the deputy officer in U.S. Defense Atisha. I, I shared my, my all cancer with him. And I asked him in that time, like 20 days before the collapsing the government, I, I asked him to give me some, like, to help me in this case, I want to leave the country or I, I need some special support from this to share this concern. He, he told me that he explained me that I am not eligible for SIV because SIV has separate policy. He asked me that I should leave the country, go to the third party country and I had some like invitation letter from my sponsor, which who was in Kansas City. And beside that, Colonel Selvar, he gave us for me and for Colonel Hamid some recommendation later. They said you, we have, we should have to leave the country for the third country. Then we should head to United States over for the first country. Let's um, let's talk about the winter. This winter was particularly hard. I understand both of you received food and wood, and one of you even received a wood-burning stove um, from Russ and the Upperwood Foundation. That must have been hard to coordinate all of that since, I mean, considering the security measures that had to be taken, how important were these food deliveries for you and for your families? Uh, okay. Um, uh, you know, for the winter, uh, the food was uh, very helpful, um, and without that, it was uh, very difficult um, uh, for us. Uh, you know, we left uh, our house, we left everything, um, uh, and uh, uh, we uh, uh, we are moving all the time from one place to another place. Uh, for the security, uh, you know. Uh, we give uh, some orders, uh, the delivery of that order. So after that, um, we 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 received from uh, from that place. Uh, you know, it was very important and it was very helpful uh, for both of us. Besides, mm -hmm. uh, I want to add some comments. As you know, uh, since the government collapsing, we didn't receive. Uh, salary and we don't have anything else except the salary and that salary stops in eight months and we are faced to big challenges especially about especially uh, 
like economical problem we had. But when the Master Ross helped us to deliver this food that that's like last for two or three months for us, that was really uh, important and helpful for us. Besides that, uh, you know, we cannot go outside and we can't work outside because of security issue. That really puts you in a position where, I mean, you're not, uh, you're not given options uh, to do anything that needs to be done to, to move forward. Yes, yes, you are right. Uh, you know, there was no, not any option uh, uh, hiding. And as, as my colleague said, no work, no salary, uh, left our houses, left everything behind. You know, this is a very tough situation. Both of you, you've trained in the United States. You are cleared to go on military bases and travel anywhere you wish. What is one thing that you want Americans to hear? What is the one thing that they could do to help you? Uh, first of all, man, our life is very important for us. Our life and our family life is. And first of all, if they evacuate us by like some fighters are running each week, like two flights are running to the third country. If we are not, we want, if you are not eligible to go direct to United States, but we are eligible to, it's possible to help us to take us to the third country, no problem. Pakistan, no problem. It's Qatar, no problem. Uzbekistan. After that, after that, we can easily processing our P1 case or these things here. We face to bad chillings, especially with passports. Since six months, we and my colleagues, we are trying to get passports. It is very difficult for us. We cannot directly go to that passport department due to the security issue. Um, our wives are going to there to turn the paper and they keep their paper for like two, two weeks, three weeks, then reject it without any signature on it. That was our big problem to getting passport here. But in third country, if he if he can go to if you can uh, read to the third country over there, we can easily get a passport in our embassies, like in Pakistan or in Qatar or in Uzbekistan, and we can uh, processing our all documents over there. I want to add uh, one couple things. Uh, uh, as, as, as you know, uh, we have a security clearance before we went to U.S. for higher education. Uh, at the same time, when we turned back, we had lots of cooperation and coordination with our advisors in Afghanistan too. Uh, we fought shoulder by shoulder against uh, terrorism and we stand shoulder by shoulder and fought against terrorism uh, here for equality, human rights and freedom. Uh, the most important, want one thing to be evacuated from Afghanistan for the safety of our family and to get our freedom back and and even if it is not possible to direct to the us but 
at least uh, out from Afghanistan to find a safe place uh, uh, and uh, get back our freedom. Yeah, just some way for you to get options, correct? Because again, you've been left with, with none. Russ, is there something you'd like to add at this point in time? Sure. Um, both of these men and their families are in my thoughts daily. Sometimes we speak several times a day. Sometimes we'll go a week without speaking, but never, never do we stop more ways to get them out. Um, the, the Christmas holidays were, were tough because uh, we had Afghans that were here that are active in my life and, and I actually had to turn to the Cardinals here and ask them for cultural guidance because they've been here so many times and it's, it's, it's very frustrating. I am grateful for every Afghan who is in the United States who has an opportunity for a better life and who is safe from the Taliban. But I do resent the ones that are left behind. These two gentlemen, you know, clearly from this interview, speak perfect English. They are familiar with the United States and the cultural differences and the customs here. They have been here. They have trained here. Uh, they've gone through a substantially more in-depth security investigate than everyone else who's already here. They've trained here over, you know, she over years to be on military bases, to go to the Pentagon, places where you and I could never go because we don't have that kind of clearance. Mm -hmm. Yet, for whatever reason, they still remain trapped in Afghanistan. And so I, I sincerely hope that we take a look at the group of these gentlemen that these two represent, who went to the Command General Staff College in Kansas, who are honorary citizens of the city of Leavenworth, Kansas, who have driver's licenses for the United States, who had American visas at one time, and that we find a way to help them, to get them to a third country. Uh, we find a way to expedite a pathway to the United States for them, because, uh, you know, they can say it much better than I can, but, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of their professional military colleagues are either dead or have disappeared and presumed dead. Uh, I, I'm grateful for the two of you gentlemen. You, you are like my family, and I wish we had found it, you know, have found a solution. I try to look at this, uh, and I've shared with both of you these quotes. I try to look at this as a Thomas Alba Edison approach. Right now, we found 10,000 ways how not to make a light bulb. We're still working on making that light bulb. Mm -hmm. I can't thank you both enough for taking this time. Do either of you wish to share anything else today? Thank you, ma'am, for, for having us here, for raising our voice. I want to add a short comment, like, we had chances, we had great chances. We have been four times there. We could somehow stay there or go to the next country or United States, not very country like Canada or any else. But we, we didn't that because we had strong commitment to our country people. And our office but this time is everything is changed our life is under high risk we need help thank you very much ma'am thank you thank you very much both of you um, and uh, um, as, as my colleague said uh, this situation is um, 
changes, you know, high trade uh, we are facing, our family are facing. Um, uh, thank you for raising your voice. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to just throw in this this paradox at the end of this interview. You know, uh, Ali, when the colonels were here in the United States, they they could get in their car with their driver's license and they could go to the grocery store and they could buy food, whatever food they needed. And they could go to the grocery store at 6 a.m. when it opened or they could go at 9.55 at night, five minutes before it closed. Didn't matter. They could just were free to jump in their car, go to the grocery store and get what they need. Now these same men back in Afghanistan can't go outside. They can't go get food. They haven't received salary now for over eight months. There's no ability to go to the grocery store or the bazaars as said in Afghanistan. They have to wait and, and pray that they get food sent to them. Um, it's a really sad paradox to be considering. Yes. Uh, the most important things I want to add one thing uh, I, I already spoke about that but again I want to emphasize in that part uh, the officers uh, who are uh, higher education I have lots of their pictures that they are missing that they are killed secretly uh, you know it doesn't come to the media uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, more than thousand people, uh, officers uh, from uh, Afghan National Security Forces uh, around in Kabul and or, uh, or around in Kabul, are missing or killed. Uh, you know, uh, uh, because of uh, uh, they have a higher education or they serve for Afghans. Uh, this is very important and. Uh, Again, I, 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 I want to add uh, the, the, the people like us who, who, uh, who work at the higher positions uh, that they are facing more trade and danger. Uh, in this case, uh, I'm very glad that, that uh, you raise uh, our voice and uh, uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, both of you. And thank you. Thank you so much. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are Aware Now.